welcome back to a haunting new episode of Roomies Talking Movies. I am your ghost host, Dane, and joined with me, as always, are my eternal fiends, my ghoul fool, Jackson. Hey, guys. And my... De- oh, what? What? Are we not... We're not doing the voices? I thought we were going to... Get to me. I'll I, do mean, I, w- I would expect a ghoul fool to be, like, not really into Can it. Can you give me, like, a ghoulish laugh, at least, so that way we get... I'll do a voice. I'll do a voice. And my dummy mommy, Camden. Mommy. All right, let's cut. We don't want to do the voices anymore. Is that not what the mummy says? I'm sure that's how mummies sound, but (laughs) just say, I'm a mummy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome back. This week we are reviewing Wendell and Wild, Netflix's latest children's book adaptation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've done like slash Halloween slash film. Halloween film because it is Halloween as the time of this episode being released. This is gonna suck editing, but mm-hmm. I'll get it out for all of you. Uh, happy Halloween! That, happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Jackson, yeah. Happy Halloween! Jackson, what were you for Halloween this year? Uh, nothing. You were nothing. For I'm Halloween no fun. This year. You were the Invisible Man. That's I crazy. Man. I love yep. that movie actually. Thank you. Yeah, that was a great movie. Invisible Man was good. I like that. What were you for Halloween? This I year? was a Scoobert Dubert and um. A uh, green man from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Green what man. You? Green man. What were you? This is awkward. You're asking me this because we paired costumes on that. F- I was Shaggy mm-hmm. when you were Scooby. You yeah. were there. Yeah, I know. Uh, and then I was Anakin Skywalker, but I killed Obi Wan and won. That seems like a lot of implied lore. Did mm-hmm. you have to explain that to anyone? Mm, many times. Okay. But they all got it right away. So yeah, yeah. They all went Anakin Skywalker, and I'd be like, yeah, but I didn't lose. And they go, mm. and they go. I, why did you have to clarify that? And I went, it's important to me. <laughs> I need you to know how important this is. Know. But before we jump into this review, we first got some spooky news to get into. So without further ado, James Cameron uh, is 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 fighting with Marvel and DC. He calls them out specifically in a quote where he's like, "So some of these big blockbusters, I'm looking at you, Marvel and DC." James Cameron sounds a lot like my rock impression, mm-hmm. but that's just how I think he talks. Uh, he criticized the way the characters behave, saying that they it doesn't matter what age they are. They all act like they're in their early teens. They also have a lack of relationships. Even if they have relationships, they're not deep. And how they never retire as heroes and actually spend times with their family. But uh, Avatar was only subpar. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I feel like I, there's so much you can say about this quote, you know, but also... Most of it's true. Most of it's true, but I feel like they're changing that now. Yeah. You know, and like they started changing it before he said this. Yeah. So but, maybe he should just pay attention. But you know maybe those mean? are the, the few exceptions rather than the standard. Like mm-hmm. you look at The Dark Knight, you're not like, this is how every superhero movie is going to be. You go, this is what a really good one is going to be. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, th- I think his most valid criticism is talking about the way the characters behave and how they like all act like they're teenagers. Yeah. I never really thought about that before. That's a great point. Yeah. They're all so He's moody. right behind me, isn't he? Just make- <laughs> yeah. Just make rash decisions. <laughs> it's, it looks like somebody called for Black Adam. <laughs> You're like, oh, God damn it. Um, no, but Black Adam really broke the mold. And by that, I mean it poured it right back into mm-hmm. the mold and made the same shape as all the other ones. But, mm-hmm. uh, but it was fun. It's got the rock in it, so that's rock. good. So yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's what they're going for. They're going for fun. They're not... I think James Cameron's like, I need my superhero movies to be serious, guys, please. Mm-hmm. And that's just not necessarily what they're going for. True. James Cameron, you got to think about your audience here, all right? Mm-hmm. You're making these Avatar movies. 
You're expecting a very mature audience. You know, they're we're going to go there in our suits Only and our ties. Only like blue people. You we're we're going to go there the in Smurfs our suits and our ties. And nice. we'll be like, hmm, yes, quite the film, really, with while holding our tea. <laughs> hey, you can't smoke. <laughs> and <in> my <laughs> skin painted blue. <laughs> you, can't, you can't smoke that very elaborate pipe in this movie theater. You have to get out of here. Oh, I have a permit. It doesn't. No, just permit up and... Uh, the oh. guy telling me I can't smoke is, is an idiot. Um, <laughs> he can't read. Your but permit. then you go to a Marvel movie and it's people like. Dane. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? <laughs> and then there's people like. Dane. <laughs> I didn't even do anything. You were there with me. <laughs> you just caught in the crossfire, man. You, you didn't even say anything. <laughs> and then there's someone like. <laughs> oh my God. But if you don't want to be someone like me. Uh, you better uh, enjoy this next news bit, right, Jackson? Absolutely. Um, James Cameron also is making a movie. Avatar <laughs> Way of Water officially has a runtime of around three hours and ten minutes. Hey, James Cameron, remember two seconds ago when I said know your audience? Your audience doesn't want to watch a three-hour and ten-minute movie. I think they do. They do. I Actually, think that audience does. Yeah, dude, they've been waiting a decade for Avatar. Also, Titanic was like yeah, five hours there's long. four so. more coming out. No, Are they all going to be this length? Probably. Uh, yeah. I think he saw the Endgame runtime and was like, fuck you, Marvel. Watch this. Mm. Eight more minutes. So is this just like a James Cameron competes with the MCU yeah. by just making MCU movie length, but I also think, his style? I think James Cameron got really tired of the fact that he had the best-selling picture of all time. And then superhero movies kept de- And then superhero de- movies, just because they're just popular, keep it's winning. It's almost like they're entertaining. But, you know, so is I Avatar. Don't, but. I don't think it should be allowed to like count towards your total... After like you re-release. Box office gross on a re-release. I think it should be like your initial theater run counts. And then like obviously like you still a- make the profit, but it shouldn't count towards like Avatar, the leaderboards. You know what I mean? Avatar held that. And then mm-hmm. like I think, what was it? The the third Avengers movie, Infinity War, something like that? That one did it in its initial run. And, and he's the, like, oh, it's a re-release. Just What bothers me about it too is there's like a long-standing history between directors of the films that have like the top like number one like film like like for the past decades they'll always like send each other like a letter with like some piece of art from their movie like they get like overtaken like it happened a lot with like E.T. and George Lucas with his Star Wars and like there was just like a ton of back and forth between like Steven Spielberg and George Lucas yeah and then Avatar kind of took over and then that like kind of stopped from his end but then like I think Star Wars took it over? Did Marvel take it over? One of them did it first. One of them did it first, and then they sent James Cameron like a a letter, but I don't think that he's ever sent one to them, which is like, what a dick move. Fuck you, James Cameron. Yeah, so maybe James Cameron is a bad person, and I shouldn't (laughs) see this movie. We are boycotting Avatar way of water. We are going to have to watch that movie. Well, you know what we're not boycotting? What? Doctor Who. Yay! What? Because it's being moved to Disney Plus. Oh. With BBC still having the creative rights, but Disney moving the, the series and increasing its budget for the future. I added more uh, information did. and then I took it away but forgot to take out the second the. <laughs> uh, I want to let the audience know that Camden didn't stutter. I'm just, uh, I want to get to it this time before you guys can throw it back at me. Yeah. I, I forgot to erase the second the, so that's why he did oh, that. He's getting really defensive. I to, think we really struck a nerve with him. But um, that's interesting to see that Doctor Who is moving with mm-hmm. a, while, like while staying at the same like creative. Doctor Whoving. I was just about to say that. I was, I was literally like, not going to though because it was like so out there mm-hmm. but i'm glad that one of us has the gall you're welcome yeah, yeah no good goal thanks man. uh <laughs> gallbladder so w- strong do you think you could be dr 15 
Yes, I've been about eight years when I have my medical license. <laughs> nice. So I'm not like uh, well versed in the Doctor Who, but I do know that they like regenerate at the yeah. end of like their run as like the Doctor, or whatever, mm-hmm. and they like become the next Doctor. But now there's like all these ads for the new season where they're like just switching between all like the previous Doctors or whatever. Yeah. So do you know how that's working? So um, slight spoilers for the ending of the Doctor 13's run. You all know that they change, so it's not like. But at the end of that one. Uh, Doctor 13, she left the TARDIS and she's like, I'm the only one that's not going to blow up the ship because that's always happens when they regenerate. She regenerates. But instead of it becoming the 14th Doctor, it goes back to David Tennant's Doctor. Mm. And he's like, and it just ends with him going, why did I not go to the next body? Why am I back in this one? So I think that's, there's going to be a big special for like whatever anniversary it is for Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. And then like David Tennant's Doctor is working with the new 14th Doctor. And then at the end, that 14th Doctor fully takes over. Gotcha. But that was like the big thing that ended it last time. So in Doctor Who, are they the same person, just new yes. body? But because they exist throughout all like space and time, sometimes they interact with each other. Right. And he's like, you're me. And he's like, I'm you. But it's clearly like Matt Smith and David Tennant talking. Right. So their personality changes as their body changes too? Yes, but it's still of the same person. Okay. Like one might be more like intuitive than the other and okay. one might be much more like stern. Do he's you like, watch Doctor Who? Like enough to know. Nerd. Okay. British nerd. Eh. Laugh at the Brit. Oh. Ha! Brit. An eight. Uh, I don't want to read this one. An yeah. eight episode sequel series to the animated adult comedy Sausage Party titled Sausage Par- Party Foodtopia is officially in the works with the original voice cast returning on HBO Max. You guys fans of the original Sausage Party? This movie came out when uh, I was not allowed to watch this movie. So I never. So did. two years ago? No. Jackson, this movie came out in 2016. You were 15 and you couldn't watch R-rated movies? Parents wouldn't let me. So I never watched this movie. It's not good. Yeah, I figured. Why eight episodes? There's one part where a, um, this is the, this is the, this is the plot. Don't get mad at me. There's a part where a douche kills a juice box and then. He's the juice box hero. He's a juiced up douche. Mm. And I don't need to censor it because that's what that character was. All the characters in this film were like. Anthropomorphized. I've seen clips. Things, but yeah. Uh, why eight? Thanks, Seth Rogen. We really needed this. I don't know. Maybe we'll know. get an Andor situation where you're like, why is it so many episodes? And then you start watching. <laughs> like, it's so good. And then you go, oh, that's why. <laughs> that's why they extended it to eight. Great. Makes sense. Ugh. Um, you know what also makes sense? <clears throat> Venom three found its director in mm. Venom one and Venom two writer Kelly Marcel. That's really unoriginal. Yeah. Get someone. Yeah. Out there. Get someone that. Doesn't write your movies. I will tell you this, though. They also, uh, she also was a writer for the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. So. <gasps> oh, never mind. It's going to be so the, hot. Oh, yeah. my God. We're going to see Wait. Fuck. No, no, no. Because be- they, they're leading up to it. Because Venom 1, kissing scene. Venom mm-hmm, 2, mm-hmm. the he licks the blood. Right. Mm-hmm. Venom 3, full on sex. <laughs> full on it's, it's It makes so much sense. Yeah. What? Thanks, Sony. This is what we've been waiting for. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> really looking forward to that. Hey, Danon, mm. you look like a fan of WandaVision. I would you like a season two? I I felt like that was a Doctor Strange two. Too bad. We're getting a new series instead oh. of a season two. The new series for Disney Plus that just got announced is called Vision Quest. Oh, and we'll talk about that. A spinoff of WandaVision that follows Vision trying to regain his memory and humanity. Oh. Vision Quest. Vision trying like to regain his humanity. 
He's he a robot. A <laughs> He's never a human. Yeah. Good luck How with that one. How can you regain something you never had? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you like Vision Quest? He's it's Vision, and he's going on a quest. There's already like too many things named game. Quest. There, yeah. Name. There's a show called Mythic Quest yes. airing right now. Yeah. There's the Oculus Quest or the Meta Quest, which is now a thing that like is very prevalent in society. I, I don't know. I feel like Vision Quest. I hate him so much. I, you don't know what the VR headset is, the Oculus Quest? No, I didn't know it was called the Oculus Quest. I thought it was called just the Oculus. No. Is that the company? Yes. Okay. But now it's owned by Meta, so it's the Meta Quest. That's stupid. Well, yeah, but why Vision Quest? Because it's Vision. It, Vision's the company. So Vision's going on a quest? Yes. That's a really original name. Well, really the stars name. were fighting. They you called know, it you a know what Star the first Wars. show was called? Vision. That one's yeah. even less original. Loki was just called Loki. Yeah, why can't they just make a good name for their show? Um, sorry, guys. Jackson. Work on it. This show's right, about Vision. All right, all right. Give me a name. I'm going to give you the best name ever. Mm -hmm. I have one caveat. What's the Vision copy? has to be in the title. Vision has okay. Yes. Okay. Um, we gotta let the audience know who's who's in the show. Gotta keep it. Okay. Consistent. Hear me out. Yeah. The Vision Quest. Oh. Ooh. Threw the V in there. Yeah. Ooh, that article really. That way. A lot. That way, you know, it's like the penultimate Vision Quest, not just mm -hmm. you know your average Vision. Pen Follow up question. Penultimate to go on another Vision Quest in the future. Now hold on, Jackson. It's gonna be like the next Vision Quest. Yeah. Actually, okay. the new Vision Quest. Jackson, penultimate isn't like a step above ultimate penultimate is the one before the last so when you say that it's the penultimate vision experience is that true yes because there's like oh, yeah, the penultimate right. second last yeah i know words that's like opaque you i know? thought penultimate just meant like mean I, I feel like people use penultimate in like a uh it's the like thing above all things well mm -hmm. people who are doing that are are idiots. We just look at the so. definition. It is the second to last. Anyone who's using penultimate in the wrong way, get shit on. Stop. Speaking about stopping, you know what DC is stop stopping themselves from doing? Mm -hmm. DC has announced that they're going to redevelop their Green Lantern series, but now instead of following like the collective of like here's five Green Lanterns, here's the original, and then like Guy Gardner and all these others, this one's going to focus on John Stewart, which is exciting nice. because Zack Snyder's like, look at this guy that I cast as John uh, as Green Lantern, and we saw the cool costume, but then he never was in Justice League. They could just use that actor again because, as we'll touch on in the next news bit, we're taking all the old actors back. Might as well just give them a chance to do their characters right this time. So. Is Jon Stewart going to play Jon Stewart? Like from The Daily Show? I hope so. That would be really weird. It'd be pretty cool though, right? That would be pretty fun. He's only, fi he's only 59. Oh, he looks old. He looks like 80. Well, I mean, <laughs> when you yell enough, you get a little, you get a little gray. <laughs> he'd be a great Green Lantern. I think it'd be a funny cameo if they're like, hello, I'm Jon Stewart. He could play, oh, he could play like Alan Scott or something like that. Like mm. the first, they could pull like a Black Adam where it's just yeah. kind of <laughs> Henry Winkler and he's like, that's a vintage. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, all right. Don't stretch the ring. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be cool. Uh, you know what else is cool? Uh, the thing you just talked about. Henry Cavill announces he's, quote, back as Superman, end quote. In doing so, Liam Hemsworth will replace Henry Cavill for The Witcher season four. Now, there are some ups and downs with that. Everyone was really excited about, like, Henry Cavill coming back. But with that, that is now confirmed. We're not seeing him in Marvel. Mm -hmm. Sucks. Gotta mm -hmm. happen. He's not in Marvel. It's just not gonna happen. He's also not gonna be in the Netflix series, which he, like, spearheaded with like being the lead yeah but i don't remember the last movie liam hemsworth has been in so this is a good thing for him um i'm gonna try and find this article that i that i saw that was really funny in relation to this yeah 
November 14th, 2021. Henry Cavill's absolutely committed to The Witcher's seven-year plan. Season four. Okay, let's let's ballpark. How much money do you think they offered Henry Cavill to, to give him like the multi-year, multi-film For deal? Superman? Yeah. It's Superman. It's the most iconic superhero. 300 I think, million. I don't know. I think that's low. I feel like they could have given him a billion dollar deal. Really? Mm, it's not a billion. There's no way. I don't know what the... What like how long the deal is? Like how long do you think the deal is? I think it's I think it's a it's like a multi year in quotes, but the, he's he's subject to I think maybe six projects or something like that. Because mm. I think the reshoots for the Flash are going to include Henry Cavill showing mm-hmm. up at the end. He's like I am Superman. They got that Black Adam. He's going to have the new Man of Steel project, which they announced, and then Robert Downey Jr. in Endgame made seventy five million. Okay, alone. and that's one movie, but it's also Endgame, mm-hmm. and he was a big part of the movie. Yeah. I mean, he's Superman, though, so he's kind of a big okay. part of the movies. So, 300 million? Uh, 300 million, guess, I think yeah. it's pretty, yeah, pretty reasonable much for all those now. movies. Yeah. Wow. I wish I was hot, famous, and a good actor, and Same. built, and just Henry Cavill. Yeah, I just wish I was Henry Cavill. I just wish I could build PCs like Henry Cavill and play World of Warcraft. He's so yeah. cool. He's so cool. He's so cool. Speaking of DC, though, we got good news, boys. Huh? We have finally found our leads for dc studios we found our dc kevin feige dc kevin feige it was gonna be kevin feige but then he said no <laughs> he was and like so no did you hear about that no i didn't he they asked, asked kevin him? feige earlier this year and he politely declined he's um, like I no mean, but makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. yeah i'm barely doing this one please do but not james gunn and peter safran have been selected to lead dc studios which is a new stu- new division that will replace dc films and i believe they're going by dcu now which is stands for the DC Cinematic Universe. Uh, they abbreviated the abbreviation. Let's. Uh, this is a Danan rant again. Which Go ahead, Danan, for, why uh, DC is an abbreviation? DC stands for Detective Comics, the first kind of comics that Batman was in. DC is an abbreviation. You don't abbreviate an abbreviation, especially if the abbreviation is still going to end up in the new abbreviation like if it was called like the du or whatever you go what and it's like oh the dc universe you go okay whatever but the fact that it's the dcu and you go oh dc universe is like no dc cinematic universe i know Mm -hmm. they're trying to shorten it so that way it's like oh uh, mcu and the dcu but dc is dc not just d you know well no no no, because hear me out yeah they're calling it the dcu because they're taking out the comics. <laughs> like, they don't call it the Marvel Comics Cinematic Universe. Yeah. They call it the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, so they're calling it the Detective the Detective Cinematic Universe. <laughs> they're calling it the Detective Cinematic Universe. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes more There's sense. There's a lot of detectives in there. <laughs> Batman. Moving on. <laughs> uh, but that's exciting. James Gunn. Freaking crushed it with The Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. So... Mm-hmm. This is going to be good. You know, I think you're right. I just did a quite, a quite a deep dive into the difference between an abbreviation and an acronym. Yeah. Um, so DC is definitely an abbreviation. Yeah. And in that sense, you wouldn't use an abbreviation within another abbreviation. Yes. And so in this case, Danon, I would say you're right. Woo! I would say that this is Throw a dumb decision for rare DC. rare win for Danon. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what, what did I do? <laughs> Take this one and run with it because you're not going to get another for a while. We promise you before the end of this year, you will be wrong eight more times. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about some trailers. Marvel uh, heard about this big DC news and they're like, we're coming out the gate, busting out with two big trailers. First one, we got Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Now, this is the first trailer that the public has gotten to see. Some people, some of the, the elite got to see it at uh, Comic-Con. This is a different trailer. Mm-hmm. 
because they took out all the interesting stuff. Yeah, there were some shared scenes. But um, for the most part, we get to see that same thing, the same exact beats from the first trailer. Uh, Cassie makes a beacon to the quantum realm so they can help more people who got lost, like um, the, frick, what's her name? Because it's Hope Van Dyne, Janet. Mm-hmm. Janet got lost in there. And so I'm like, so if more people are. But Janet didn't tell them, don't do that, because that's where Kang is. And we're like, Kang? But Kang doesn't exist because of Loki. Oh, shit. Loki and Loki, them all killed. you messed kill. it up. You messed it up, You guy. fucked it up, Hiddleston. God damn it. So now Kang is trying to Kang it up in the real world, but he can't because he's trapped in the quantum realm. So he takes everyone in the Ant-Man cast, sucks them in there. And the only way that he can get out is by using Ant-Man and making them get out. He needs his time chair. I mean, that's not confirmed, but I mean, based on everything in the trailer, he needs something. And Ant-Man, the heist guy, is going to heist it back for him. The thing is, I think it might be something connected to, based on the way that the trailer looks, something connected to either the Ten Rings or something with Miss Marvel's bangle because mm-hmm. they have like those spinning rings they with look the, the same, like the symbols on them. Mm-hmm. And we know at the end of Shang-Chi, it's like, it's a beacon, but we don't know where. And it wasn't like, it's from this planet contacting something. So and maybe also, it's not a, it's uh, a Miss Marvel's bangles deal with like teleportation as well and like swapping places. So like, I feel like that like could be implemented in the time chair. In the Marvels you know, too. Like, yeah, right, right, right. They connect it all. But we'll see with that. Um, what do we think about the quantum realm now that we get a good look at it? It looks very cool. I like it. I think this movie is going to get a lot of criticism for how much CGI is used because obviously the quantum realm is not real. What? Well, what? okay. Could be real. Could be real. I'm not going to say it's not real, but we don't have a way to replicate it other than through CG. So this, like, I think this whole movie is going to be them on green screens pretty much. But from what I see, looks good. Did you not like the way it looked? I don't, it just looks like every other Marvel. It doesn't look stellar. Mm. And I think that if it doesn't look stellar in the trailer, the whole movie is probably going to look pretty meh. You know what I mean? What do we think about uh, Kang's comic accurate look now? No, that looked great. Yeah, I liked I liked his costume. looked really good. What I thought was interesting is because this is like the battle Kang. We don't know if this is going to be our main Kang, mm-hmm. but we know that this one's the villain of this upcoming movie. He has the comic accurate lines, but instead of it being part of like his weird space helmet, they're like these deep scars on his face mm-hmm. that line up to make the weird lines over his eyes when he puts the helmet on. Yeah. But it looks cool because this they, we, we've talked about this to death. Jonathan Majors is a fucking unit right now because of upcoming oh, yes, Creed yeah. 3 and this movie. This is the Warrior Kang. Ant-Man is going to die. I kind of like how they're just using Kang in like different projects, but he's like the villain of each of them. Yeah, rather it's than, really cool. Like rather than referencing to Thanos of like he's right, doing it's like, it. It's he's the like, same guy in each one. It's like this is like the same guy, but he's different each time. And he's yeah. always got something that's gonna throw the heroes off. I think that's kind of cool. And it's cool because you, know? you know we're gonna get at least one or two like good Kangs who are like, no, you need to trust me. And then mm-hmm. at the end, because he's Kang, that's they're true. gonna not trust him. True, true, true. And he was trying to that's help. Cool. Everyone. I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. It's, it's really exciting. Yeah. But I guess we'll see more. No Modok, but he is in the movie. Now, uh, Cam, I want you to take us down your excitement, uh, uh, so your announcement of this. Yes. So I don't know. What day was this? This was, this was Tuesday. Tuesday? Okay. So Tuesday, I woke up and it was like probably, I don't know, it was like nine or 10 in the morning. And I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw like a couple minutes ago, like a tweet, no, like a post been like five minutes ago. And it was like Guardians of the Galaxy holiday trailer just leaked. And I was like, oh my God. And it was like in full HD quality. And so I texted you guys immediately and then I screen recorded it and sent it to you. And then within like an hour, it was officially posted. So we got early access to the trailer, but <laughs> we found out the reason it was posted is because they accidentally released it to Disney Plus earlier than anticipated. And someone just happened to catch it, screen record it, post it to Twitter. 
So you're hearing a review from some early watchers of the Guardians Holiday <laughs> now, Special Now, the trailer, trailer did come out almost a week ago now, but uh, trust but us. But we saw it early. We trust us when we say it. This looks fun. This is, uh, this is supposedly what James Gunn said was like a send-off for Phase 4 and uh, an important setup for Guardians 3, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because the premise is that the Guardians sneak onto Earth while Peter Quill is sad about Gamora being gone. And they kidnap Kevin Bacon to make <laughs> to make sure that Star Lord has a good uh, Christmas, which yeah. is fun. Groot got beefed up. Mm-hmm. Groot's Groot a beefy boy. He's no longer this is Alpha Chad. Yeah, his head was a little small. What's he like? A young adult now? Like, like how, how old would you say he is? Um, if you cut him open and you look look at the rings, you oh can tell. No, that's true though. That I, is how yeah, trees work. That's tree. That's yeah. tree. Tree or false. No, I think it's a little unrealistic because trees don't grow that quickly. And it's really right. only been like, what, like five years? You're right. That yeah. is in, really in the unrealistic. So, the nerve. But it's all right because his head's still small. I <laughs> it's think, just his body. I think what's big. cool is because they've shown that they're like, oh, we'll make more practical suits if you guys want it. Like with Swamp Thing. I mean, Man Thing. Swamp Thing is a practical suit, but wrong universe. Mm. Uh, Man Thing was like a cool thing. I think that they're going to use that with this Alpha Chad Groot. Because you can see like he's in the scenes with them for a lot of it. I think mm-hmm. it's just a guy in a suit yeah. and then they'll CGI over it. But like, I think it's that Vin looks Diesel cool. in a suit. I doubt Vin Diesel would be like, yeah, put me in a suit. He's just like, give me <sighs> the Diesel's millions. the worst. Give me the millions in my recording booth and I'll be he good. He made the director for Fastly, remember? Yeah, I do. There's remember no that. way he's playing <laughs> crude as a motion capture, you know? Uh, that yeah, looks yeah, fun. Uh, we also see Cosmo, the space dog, confirmed to be a new guardian. Mm-hmm. Now we have two animals. Nice. Three if you count tracks. This really messes up the lore <laughs> of Guardians Mission Breakout yeah. at Disney California Adventure uh-huh. because Cosmo the Space Dog is there. Yeah. What? Or maybe this happens after that. Okay. <laughs> maybe the rides have nothing to do with the No, universe. the rides are canon. Are they actually? Yep. No, they're canon to their own timeline. Mm-hmm. Like the Disneyland cinematic universe is uh is connecting a different storyline with those characters, but they use and all the same actors. you don't think we're going to see any of these characters show up in Secret Wait. Wars? You don't think we're going to see the Avengers Campus Spider-Man show up and fight? Seriously? Yeah. You don't think we will? Nope. You're wrong, man. Okay. They're doing can... freshman year. They really want to take Spider-Man back as their own. They're absolutely going to throw in their own Spider-Man. Okay. They have to. They're going to. They want people to buy their merch, dude. You know what I want to buy? What do you want to buy, man? The three DVDs complete box set of the Tim Allen Santa Claus Who films. doesn't? But we can't. You know what we can do is cozy up with some cocoa for this holiday season as the Santa Claus re- officially reveals their first big trailer. We get the plot. Uh, Scott uh, Calvin... Nice. Yeah. Good call. Scott Calvin is like, I, fuck this. No one wants a Christmas spirit. For the sake of Christmas, we need a new Santa to oh take God, over. His initials are Santa. Claus. Yeah, that's, that's what the so first stupid. You didn't. I know. I just I just forgot yeah. that. That's so it was in stupid. the Santa Claus. Huh? <laughs> okay, but so um, he goes and he's like, I'm retiring from Santa this time for realsies. So he picks a new Santa, which we don't know, and he's they, the whole clauses, the whole Calvins have to get reintegrated to society. So we'll have a lot of fish out of water humor, which we got last week, but it's fine. Uh, and so we see <laughs> Santa ordering coffee, but he's like, just give me cocoa with so many cookies and peppermint in it. And they're like, what? what's wrong with you? And then they find out that elves are fucking dying. <laughs> they're just, they're exploding. <laughs> yeah. They're, that's exploding into like magic. And dust. he's like, that's not good. Mm-hmm. And so he's got to work with his family to save Christmas and the world. Okay. Do we think it's a big guest star who's playing the new Santa? There's a reason we haven't seen this person. It's got to be. 
It's got to be someone. It's the right? real Santa. Like it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh my god. Uh, if it's if it's if the it's Rock, Dwayne? I will lose my mind. I need you to know. I I think it will be my new favorite show. I'll be so happy. It, it would be him in a villain role, which would be cool. Is he a villain or is he just an incompetent Santa? I think he's going to be a bad guy. I feel like we're going to get a Jack Frost situation. There was a definite tone shift in the middle of the trailer what, where it like got like serious what and we were like, oh, up. is this like actually going to be like a like a thing they're going to have to solve? Like, is this a real problem? I don't know. Looks good. Jack Frost was just Tim Allen, right? No. No, which movie Jack was Frost that? Was, oh, oh, you're talking about Toy Santa. Oh, Toy Santa. Right. Okay. Then Jack which Frost was, was an entirely different actor. That's the second one. Okay. What if What if they just brought the actor back for Jack Frost? You, you give Martin Short Santa. another chance to play Jack Frost. I, I'm not saying it'd be good, but but like <laughs> it would Martin be like yeah. he invented chill. That's so funny. But uh, that's why it's a good movie. Um, that's why they haven't uh, put it in. Game. I feel I figured like it's it going to be a weird callback too. Like it might be a Jack Frost, or it's like it's Sandman. We're going to see so many callbacks. I'm so excited. I'm so I'm excited not. because how, we all watched. How it. did we manage to time this <laughs> so perfectly? <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. We were like, let's just watch this random, like decade old movie trilogy about Santa Claus, and here we are. You know what isn't a decade old trilogy following <laughs> Santa Claus, and here we are. Mm-hmm. The I movie don't. of this. Oh, uh, the movie. Can you tell me? What movie? The movie of this week. What movie? I'm telling you. Guys, Can you say it? The movie of this week. Which is? It's going to be Wendell and Wild from Netflix. Oh. Now, we realize we didn't want to miss it like we almost did last year, where we watched Mitchell's versus the Machines, and we're like, this is the best animated movie we've seen this year. And we don't want to miss those chances, because often mm-hmm. we go, whatever, we're not watching it. So, we thought Halloween special, let's watch this a charming looking animated film following two demons and their hell maiden. Hell maiden. As they try to, you know, uh, l- l- learn and grow from each other. But before we do that, Jackson, what was the plot? All right. So we follow uh, a young girl named Kat who uh, her parents die at in like an accident that she believes she caused. Uh, the next few years, we don't get to see much, but she goes to like juvie, causes some mischief. She gets into this program called the, what was it, like the turnaround program or something? Yeah, second chance. Second chance. Basically, she gets a second chance. She gets sent to a Catholic girls' school. Um, Some things happen. She gets a mouth on her hand. (laughs) Like a demon mark. Like a demon mark. She gets marked by the demons. She finds out that she's uh, what's called a hell maiden and can summon the demons Wendell and Wild to the land of the living. Um, And then antics ensue. Jackson? Not only was that your best plot summary, you didn't get into the details about characters that don't affect the plot. You didn't get into the actual crucial plot points of that it happening. Jackson, that was not only your best plot summary, that was this podcast's best plot summary I think we've ever had. I, I just really disagree. Good, I feel like you've done a much better job, Dan. No, Jackson. Just kidding. No. <laughs> you know what? He got me there. I've oh already been gosh. wrong twice in this episode <laughs> yeah. after that time. So six more and then I'll be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get into some characters. Now, first we have Kat who is our Hell Maiden and main character. What do we think about this character? Kat is a very compelling main character. Kat has a lot of trauma in her childhood and a lot of challenges she has to overcome in this film. Um, but I think she's a good she's a good role model for young girls, I think. Yeah. I thought that they did a really good job of taking the, the cliche of like, you don't want to be near me. Like people who get near me get hurt. But in this sense, they like actually do the effort of showing what happens when people like, no, I do want to be your friend. And because she has like this, not like a curse, but like a bad string of luck, mm-hmm. like things actually like people get hurt. People almost die. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow, it does suck being cat. 
Like mm-hmm. like what we saw in Hulk with She-Hulk, where he's like, all my friends oh, are dead. Yeah. They're like, ah, the Hulk sucks. Yeah. She so, like shuts people out, and you almost feel bad because it's like she wants to have friends, but also like she doesn't want to hurt people. Well, I mean, you definitely but she gets, feel bad. She gets like the character development, and like yeah. towards the end, it's like she's much more trustworthy. Yeah. But well, she doesn't change who she's become. Right. She just is more willing to like accept, which is like really profoundly deep. And I feel like a level of storytelling that we haven't seen much this year in terms she of character to, development. She has to come to terms with the fact that like not all the bad things are her fault. Yeah. And like that's, that's introduced very early in the movie when the movie opens with her biting into an apple and there's a worm in the apple and she screams and that ends up killing both of her parents because they drive off the road. You know what I mean? Right. So like right from the get go, you're like, wow, this girl has a lot that she needs to overcome. And I don't know. I think it was a I think her story throughout this movie was a, a good, interesting way of her like coming through those yeah those it, was, it was unique you know yeah, it was really absolutely. It was cool let's talk about our uh, titular characters wendell and wild we mm-hmm. have key and peel back in roles together mm-hmm. and they they've never they they haven't lost a day of their chemistry together yeah but it's fun because normally they're like either you know playing themselves or they're playing big old caricatures kind of thing mm-hmm. but in this one we they're like full-on like fleshed out very different types of characters like wild is like this pudgy like dim-witted one where he's like well why don't we do this and then mm-hmm. wendell is this quick jordan speak- peele ever gets like offended i feel like in every movie that those two play together <laughs> he's always like the short fat one yeah <laughs> but he doesn't really look like that in real life anymore he's no. kind of like toned and like also, just looks like a normal like, dude it's like an oscar award-winning director yeah, yeah. and then keegan michael key is just like he's toned. he's just tall <laughs> like i don't know like like why do they like, like yeah. they really emphasize their features yeah well see to answer your question and mm-hmm. i actually don't even know if this is true but i did hear at one point that the reason jordan peele started directing and stopped like being cast in movies is because they wanted him to voice act for the shit emoji in the emoji movie. Um, <laughs> that is 100% true. That is 100% true. So so uh, he does get offended. And um, I feel like in a movie like this where it's like, he's not, I mean, he's being depicted as like kind of dim-witted, but he's it's, also like, producer it's like a lovable this, character. So yeah. Like, yeah, he, he definitely like had so a lot of a say. And he like, also had surely okay with huge it. interest yeah. in like creating this project. So it's definitely something where he's like, yeah, I want this one. And then I'll get like Peel to play this one. It just works. Yeah, and I mean, he. I feel like that that was like kind of their dynamic in like Key and Peele, right? Mm-hmm. You know what these characters remind me a lot of? You know, like Panic and Pain, I think their names are from Hercules. They remind mm. me of those if those if those characters were fu- fully fleshed out because they're like spineless, but they also have like passion, dreams, things like that. They're not like mm. the hyenas in Lion King where they're like, we'll do whatever the villain wants. And then they turn at the end. It's like yeah. they're constantly like, getting betrayed and confused mm. because they're not supposed to be in the mortal realm. I really like the ending with these guys and I'm not going to like say yeah. anything specific, but I love the way that they were dealt with and like the way that that whole like family dynamic was dealt it with. Concluded it concluded in a so, really cool way. It was good. Yeah. It was really funny. Let's talk about some of the uh, Catholic school's uh, biggest characters. We yes. have Sister Helly, Father Bests, and Manford mm-hmm. the Merciless. Mm-hmm. The last one sounds like a barbarian. He's a janitor. So uh, that's good. So Sister Helly Haley is sort of like the voice of reason for Mm -hmm. Kat and is also sort of um, like a role model for her to look up to and like gain knowledge from. She wasn't a very compelling character. No, there was a couple times because we learned uh, fairly on that there's a lot of supernatural elements beyond just Kat's connection. Mm-hmm. We see uh, Sister Helly has some of these similar like capabilities, but she can just like turn to dust and reanimate in front of things. I, was like, I guess yeah. we should clarify when you become a Hell Maiden, it seems like you get a power. You get correct? one specific. You power, get one power to you. 
Cat's power was introduced very early in the movie and is like then like sort of like grown. Upon. Yeah. But uh, the first instance we see it in is when she pushes the, one of the, the rich girl, no, the rich girl's um, kids. I know exactly uh, what you're no, talking the rich about. parents' kids. Yeah, uh, she pushes her out of the way because there's a brick falling. Yeah, um, and she like sees like the vision of it. I really like the way that they portray her visions. I think that's really cool. Yeah. how it switches animation. to like a two D yeah. animation. That's cool. But so, uh, Sister H- Haley's is um, she turns to she can like turn into a gas form. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because we don't fully get that answer. We had to come to that conclusion ourselves. But yeah. I was just kind of like, is she a demon also? And she's like, I'm here. And I was well, like, oh. they kind of hint at that too because there's one point where like there's just this gas like trail following them and you're like uh-oh did something happen yeah. is that wendell and wild no it's just this person who's trying to help yeah father best uh a very funny character he sucks yeah like he's just like not a good person but you but it's not like one of those things where it's like he's doing it for a good cause i think he just wants to like keep the thing so he has keep the school running so he has like that kind of power mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like he fully cares about any of the people in the school no yeah. he was an annoying character yeah i did not like his reintroduction if yeah. i'm being honest yeah didn't think it was good but uh and then we also have manford which is just like van helsing if he was a janitor in a wheelchair and hunted demons exclusively mm-hmm. yeah which was cool all fun uh, that the most character we can give for manford because that's about what we get for him in the movie and then we also have finally raul mm-hmm Raul is the spunky sidekick best friend character who's also the one that is scared mm-hmm. um, and is kind of like, oh, maybe maybe we shouldn't do this. Yes. Uh, gotta have him in and a horror movie. Gotta also, have. in this movie, we get from Raul, we get transgender representation. There's a great. lot of representation in this in this film, which I thought was really cool. Mm. There's like a bunch of different cultures and ethnicities like portrayed by different students. We right. have a transgender student. We have the janitor who is like... Di- like physically dis- disabled because of his wheelchair. And then we have like a bunch of representation. Can I jump in? Yeah. I, I want to say this as a good thing. Yeah. I didn't notice any of that, honestly. Like yeah. it just kind of, it blended so well with the film. Like I didn't even pick up on any of that. Yeah. Great job film. No, it like, like they emphasize it very early on and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Like they, they, they make sure you know, and if you're uncomfortable with it, leave or like get used to it. Cause the mm-hmm. characters are staying. They're not changing to appeal to you. Which was really cool. And they also like do the thing where, uh, you know, they have people like saying the wrong things, like saying, oh, it's she. But then the people correct them. So it's like there's yeah. the representation and also like the representation in the sense that people should be saying certain things to those people. You it's know? not just representation. It's education. Yeah, exactly. You know? like, it's that, like that's showing how to handle like what, what to do when someone does like misgender or misrepresent someone. Or use a dead name and different mm-hmm. things right. like that. So I, I thought it was a really cool introduction and inclusion. And all the characters have like a purpose, which is cool. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you just get thrown characters and you're like, what's the point? But enough about that. It's time to get into our segment, our famous, our world famous segment. What works, what doesn't work? What works, gentlemen? And please don't do the thing you do in every single episode where you start listing off things and immediately start listing things that don't work. I will Let's say talk about what works. works. The stop motion animation style. Yeah. It looks great in this movie. I love stop motion. Mm-hmm. Every movie that's made with stop motion just it it looks great. I, I mean, and you know yeah. that there's so much effort put into mm-hmm. it, and they still like pull it off in a great way. I hate that we can't have more of them, but we know how like much effort it takes yeah. to make it happen. So when we see them move fluidly, or just shit like when, when a character turns off a lamp and they have the little metal chain swing a little bit. That's like days of effort to make yeah. that one so, tiny effort show. For the audience wondering like how good of stop motion it is, the director of this film is Henry Selleck, mm-hmm. who directed The Nightmare Before Christmas, mm-hmm. James and the Giant Peach, mm-hmm. Coraline, mm-hmm. and now this. Wow. So 
killer. He's finally back directing. He hasn't directed since was that 2009 so wow. adding 100 13 right years now. and yeah. he i mean i think that was a good first film to come back on it's and it's really and good. they all look different too which yeah. is the best part each character is like really like fleshed out um mm -hmm. and like even even like the evil characters they gave like the one of the evil characters just like the donald trump like hair haircut and you were like mm. ah yeah they like <laughs> they like made each character like kind of represent yeah. something you know it was really cool to see. And some are like super stylized. Like they have like the Tim Burton-esque, like mm -hmm. their makeup is crazy. Right. But then everyone else just has normal makeup. So, you know, mm -hmm. okay, that's their indicator. The we know The only what that design person. I didn't like was Cats, honestly. Really? Really? I don't know. It was something about, she looked like she was from like, those like monster high ads that you see on like Nickelodeon. Oh, oh okay. But like she with looked the boots. Like, it looked cheap yeah. almost. Yeah. It looked like, I was like, mm, I, I, I thought know. it was like kind of. Because she wanted to like have her own style. Like the I first day that true. she was there, she like cut up the uniform and yeah. like made it her own. Um, but but you're right. Like the, the, the boots and then like all the chains mm -hmm. did kind of make her look like Monster High. But stop motion was just very good overall yes. in this movie. It, uh, and the ability to switch between the styles was really good. Like for the visions or when they're like, this is our idea. And then it goes to like a 2D animation. Mm -hmm. It was really cool. And they also had a good like symbolism. So for like the rich people who want to destroy the town and make a big old prison or something like that. Mm -hmm. They're constantly represented as like this two headed snake. Yeah. So it's cool to see like in the visions or whatever, mm -hmm. or like we got to stop them. So they like lay out the plan and no matter, they all look the same, but the two adults look like a two headed snake in every version of like, once we get rid of them or this is our plan and they see themselves as two headed snakes. Mm -hmm. I thought that was cool. Uh, and also just overall, I just, I enjoyed the humor for the most part. It was very, mm -hmm. it was very, very, cut and dry kind of humor but it not was. in like a blah 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 here's the joke it was just quick and then and it was on. good that not everyone had to partake in the humor it was mainly like the undead characters that were goofier because of their premise yeah you know but like the human characters for the most part were like they were dealing with like real life shit you know yeah. so like they were less cat like less joking yeah. cat you know? doesn't really pop jokes but yeah she but should like wendell wild do and like any of like the undead like their mannerisms yeah. are really funny you know like things like that yes a lot um, of good physical humor a lot of and can we, uh before we go into what doesn't work this finale wraps up a lot of story uh mm -hmm. storylines fairly well like yeah. there is a lot which we'll talk about in the what doesn't work that we kind of have to like we have 10 minutes left how are we going to do this but a lot of it gets resolved mm -hmm. in like not cheap ways it's not like Here's this thing. Oh, here's the golden ticket. You don't. It, you you yeah. can't dig here. It's like, all right. Here here's uh -huh. the answer for this storyline. This one. This one. Now let's finish the main one. You kind of go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Unlike a Marvel movie, I feel like the third act was the strongest here. Yes. You know, where it all kind of like builds up. Right. And concludes. Like it actually like. Good job. Good finish. You know. Instead of just going, here's here's two yeah, Iron Man. Here's two Iron Man fighting each other. Here's yeah. a sky laser. Right. Demon King Sabak is gonna sit on the throne. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's talk about what, what doesn't, doesn't work. work. Mm -hmm. There's too many storylines. There are. Yeah. I think they introduced a lot of characters and tried to make a lot of them compelling. Mm -hmm. um, but in reality, we care about Cat and Wendell and Wild, and maybe a little bit of Sister Helly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's the only three that I can really like. Yeah. There was a hot streak of five uninterrupted minutes where they would go. This is setting up the next plot point for Cat and the school. Now here's this one with uh, Raul doing his art project. Then there's this one with uh, Raul's mom uh, taking care of the uh, council. And then there's this one of the rich parents. There, and it keeps 
introducing stuff mm -hmm. before going back and resolving. And I don't know if it would have made the, the movie flow better or anything like that. If it would like introduce one thing, go back to the main one, introduce another thing and go back. Or if this was the easiest way for them to get all these like important storylines. Cause it's not like there's an ounce of fat on this. It's just that like mm -hmm. with the main thing of, Oh, there's demons. We then have to go to like a town council. So they'd stop this jail from being made. Yeah. Which is like the main problem, but you can't do Speaking both. Speaking of the main problem, it felt so obvious and so surface level. And it was like, capitalism is bad. Building things is bad. Companies are bad. Like, it, there was no hidden messages. It yeah. was all just, like, really easy to grasp. Not necessarily a bad thing, but for me, when I'm watching a movie, it felt a little dull. I ain't a baby. Right. I like to have to think about my movies. And then and I get just... told that I thought incorrectly. And then exactly. I find out what the movie's exactly. actually about. Exactly. Exactly. But I don't know. With Jordan Peele movies, you typically do get a little bit more mm -hmm. thought-provokingness. This yeah. wasn't very thought-provoking. Yeah, but it's also based on a picture book. So yeah. Unpublished. Unpublished? Mm -hmm. Unpublished. Unpublished book of the same name, uh, which was actually written by the director of the movie. Oh, that's awesome. And Clay McLeod Chapman. Nice. So. Um, I was just going to say, I feel like they jump to a lot of like conclusions that we don't really get a lot of um like previous establishment for mm -hmm. so like again the whole hell maiden thing was kind of weird we don't get an explanation as to why she's a hell maiden the right. only thing i can think of is in the crash that killed her parents there's a worm with two heads i'm assuming that represents wendell and wild and that was kind of the like Ah, you've been chosen by Wendell mm -hmm. and Wild, these demons. Mm -hmm. And yeah, now you're really, a Hellmaiden. You're right. I don't think that's ever explained. But so she's a Hellmaiden. We also don't get an explanation as to why they get a power as to what being a Hellmaiden means. Yeah. Why you can summon them to the land of the living on a specific night, but also the demon dad can just come up whenever. Yeah. Another thing. I know you guys said like the ending ties up a lot of loose ends, but there's one loose end. And I know that you're probably going to disagree. Um, I didn't really like the conclusion with the, the demon dad because really? he was literally enslaving his sons. And then the next minute he's like, I love my family. Well, I think that we, the reason that it feels like that spoilers because, now, by the way, I yeah, just like slight spoilers for the ending. Spoilers. But, uh, so Wendell and Wiles dad keeps them in charge of like, like making it sure his hair's. Uh, in place and different things like that. Mm -hmm. They give them like menial tasks. But I think the point that the dad does that is so that way he can make sure that his kids are staying with him. Because what we learn is that mm -hmm. all the other demon kids that he like has before Wendell and Wild, they all go out to the mortal world or something like that. And he never gets them to come back. Mm -hmm. But we la now learn it's because they get captured by Manfred, yeah. the demon hunter guy. None of them get killed, which is good. That was cool. But yeah. um, so then he's like, okay, you let all of my my friends and family go and I'll give you back all your kids. And he goes, fair deal. And then Wendell and Wilde get to build the fair that they wanted to mm -hmm. afterwards. I Yeah, I, I do think you're right. I think it was more like he was just trying to like, he realized every other kid he had left yeah. and he was like, I need to keep these kids. And then he realized they left and he was like, I'm going up there. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. You know, he's like, I'm but I, I, but I think that it's just I, like a bad parenting thing to like, mm -hmm. okay, you're, you're going, right. to, you're, you're like technically my slave. I think you're it was kind of the, uh, it was definitely like a statement on like when your parents tell you to do something and yeah. you're like, why? And they're like, cause I said so. And yeah, you're like, like well, that's not a reason. But like, that's why they were like on the hair is like, well, cause that's your job. But like yeah. the meaning is because like, he doesn't want to lose, you know, but he's not ever going to say, I hadn't thought of it that way, but, uh, it was just like in my head they had been the they had painted the dad in such a bad way like yeah. this guy's like actually the worst yeah um because we made a mistake he's gonna keep us here forever mm -hmm. and so i was like that's a quick change of like 
like thought, I yeah. guess. But um, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a I'm a deep thinker like that. That's a yeah. I think great deep. work. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. back on being right again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Two. Look at that. Two. You had to you had to deep think about it's this movie after I said day. we didn't. So I guess <laughs> I'm wrong too. Uh, <laughs> I win again. Uh, okay. I mean, it had very wholesome messages, and mm-hmm. and that's like you don't really need to to get too deep into them, but. You know, we do need to get deep into our ratings of this movie. Oh what do we give this movie out of five possessed teddy bears? What was that teddy bear called? Belzar or something? Be- Belzebear? Bears, Be- bears, bears above. Bears above. I'm it's so... like bales above? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yes. After the rating, do you want to see how it uh, kind of stacks up against animated movies from this year? And see like, you know, because we were like, maybe this is going to be the best one of the year. Let's sure. see like um, how it did. I got a list, so we'll go through the list. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's give I'm, it a rating. 7.8. 7.8. That's a good one. Mm, 7.8. Out of five bears? Out of five? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's 7.8 divided by two? 3.4. 3.9, right? 3.8. 3.8. I think. Wait, no. What did you say? 7.2? 7.8. Oh, 7.8. That's, oh, yeah. 3.9. 3.9. That's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. Mm, I'm going to give this a, I'll give it a 75 out oh of five. Oh, my God. Can you <laughs> <just don't> <laughs> get it. Wow. You like this movie. <laughs> Uh, 3.5. Okay. I don't know. I feel like after talking about it, I like it more. I didn't like it a lot going into this recording. I'll give it 3.8. I realize now that 3.5 is not 75% of 5. I would like it's to not. change my answer. Like? 3.25. 3. Wait. 3.75. <laughs> we can't do math on this podcast. Yeah, I was about to say. I was like, no, I gave it too low of a score. 3.75. That's on me. <laughs> we are at an average score of 3.82. Nice, which is? About a 7.9. So, yeah. 7.94. Nice. No. Wait, 7.84. We're done with that this episode. We're done. <laughs> Happy Halloween. I haven't done any homework this weekend. That's really? why my brain's just dead. That doesn't make sense. You haven't done any homework? <laughs> so your brain is dead? <laughs> Wouldn't your brain be fresh? And my brain would be stimulated. <laughs> Strange World is coming out this year. That's something Ooh. we got to keep an eye on uh, for. There's so many things we're going to have to review after Thanksgiving. All right. Happy Halloween, all you ghouls. You ghoul you cats ghoul and fools. kittens. You ghoul fools. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of Shakes of a Lamb's Tale. For the next big Marvel, fuck, we just talked about Marvel. Did back we? next, She yeah, Hulk, She Hulk, and Werewolf by <laughs> Two projects. We'll be back in a bit for Black Panther Two: Wakanda Forever. Which I said it before, I'll say it again. This is Marvel's last chance, or DC takes the cake this year. Which is shocking. Which is shocking, but also quantity, quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. So we have to see. From what I've seen in the trailers, from what we've seen from reviews and everything so far before the movie comes out, I'm very excited for this. I know it's going to be emotional. It's going to be heart-wrenching. We're going to see Namor, two sexy seamen in the comics universe. I didn't realize that I said it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you excited for for Black Panther 2? Well, now you got my mind on these two sexy seamen in Black Panther, so <laughs> I'm just really excited. Yeah. I saw a clip of like the the uh, Black Panther movement, mm-hmm. and that made me excited for like the action in that movie. Yeah, Black Panther does have really good action. I guess we'll have to wait to see who the new Black Panther is. It's sure, it's sure, right? it's sure. But uh, you can be sure that we will be reviewing that movie soon. Nice, that is good, right? That's pretty good. Uh, happy Halloween, and don't forget to check your apples for two-headed worms. So you don't kill your parents in a horrible car crash. And also drugs. Be careful f- about drugs. In apples? Thanks, Jackson. Yeah. Oh, that's a good, that's a good they message. They put drugs in apples now. <laughs> it's true. Apple drugs. <laughs>